Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. And uh, here we are, day five of our American, uh, uh, I should say of our American, day five of our amazing journey to the Holy Land. Uh, is it Friday already? Believe it or not, it's Friday already, at least for us. We've had uh, four remarkable days with the centerpiece, of course, of our activities, the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. Simply remarkable and incredible. And now we get to close out this week in Israel with our friends at the One Israel Fund in the Binyamin region. Let's explain what's going on. Many of you recall, uh, because many of you were there uh, during the most recent One Israel Fund dinner in New York City. Uh, there at that event, they spoke extensively about a, the need for a Binyamin region medical center uh, in that part of Israel. And um, at that point, they called upon people in the New York area uh, to support it as best as possible and to help get it off the ground. And in fact, the One Israel Fund is one of the major contributors, one of the major contributors to what will be the brand new Binyamin regional medical center in the heart of Israel. And we get an opportunity today to uh, speak with some of the people who could explain what this region is all about and help us understand why this new medical center is going to be a real difference maker in the Holy Land. Rabbi David Marcus is here. He's Senior Development Officer, One Israel Fund, and uh, he has had a, a tremendously prominent role in getting the uh, Binyamin Region Medical Center to this point. Shalom, shalom. Thank you for welcoming us, and welcome to JM in the AM. Welcome home. Welcome Thank home, It's really nice to have you here. Thank you very much. I, very I know, after, day. after a few days here, I really feel like I'm at home, you know? Always should feel at home. Always feel if at home. If only right. you felt not at home when you were back there. That would be helpful, wouldn't right. it? Um, it, it? A tremendous amount of progress has been made in this area over the years. I mean, you, I'm sure, are one of the people who could tell us about the growth of the Binyamin region, uh, the uh, infrastructure that is necessary to uh, allow for further growth, and development in this area. Why is this such an auspicious day, the day that the groundbreaking takes place for the Benjamin Region Medical Center? Well, it is really an incredible dream coming into fruition. Um, we're talking about a region that is actually the largest regional country, uh, count, regional council in Israel, right. um, covering no less than one million dunam of land uh, with close to nearing 80,000 Jewish residents living in this area. Including uh, towns and cities like, what have people heard of in our audience? So we are looking right outside the window. You could see here Psagot in right. front of us, uh, Kochav Yaakov, Tel Tzion. Adam is right nearby, five minutes up the road. You're going to have the turn off to Beit El. A little further up is Ofra. Then you hit the Shiloh block, Eili. Uh, wow. These are the great towns. Uh, a little bit to the east, you're going to have Kochav Shachar, Rimonim, Male Michmash. Um, unbelievable towns. There's a total of 45 towns in the regional council, plus a bunch of local municipalities. Um, and right 20 minutes down the road over here is the big city of Maale Dumim. Right. So it's a very, very large, vast population. And the shocking thing is that with all of the great development in this area, one thing that was completely not developed is medical services. Um, what considering would do normally? Well, they need to get into Shalim in order to get any type of medical care. Uh, unfortunately, the way that the roads are designed here, that is quite a challenge. Um, there is a single access route into Shalim from here through what's known as the Chizmet Checkpoint. 
a single lane highway that stretches for about two miles. And uh, it is just perpetually backed up. So if you have an emergency, it's a serious problem. Uh, so the dream was to build a state-of-the-art medical facility that would be able to serve this region and uh, in many, many ways transform this region. Uh, this uh, entire project is built on the model of uh, the Efrat Medical Center. Uh, you visited us there. We actually broadcast the show from there right. a few years ago. I had the uh, honor of serving as their executive director for six years. Um, that was a great project that we were able to build that really had an amazing impact on all of Gush Etzion. So we hope to do the same for Binyamin. Rabbi David Marcus is here. We're talking about the brand new uh, Binyamin Region Medical Center, which is uh, being celebrated today at this uh, opening ceremony, we can call it. Um, at what point was it obvious that the medical needs of these communities could not be met anymore? And at what point, I would guess around the same time, did things start to accelerate? And uh, where you, you so the truth of the matter is that it, it was it was always known that the medical needs are From not met here, um, and there was a dream to try to do something here for more than ten years already. Um, but the truth of the matter is it required the experience that we went through in Gush Etzion to be able to figure out the how to go about it. Um, and only through that project we were able to see that it is a dream that can come to fruition. Uh, with a really smart model, um, completely credited to the genius of Dr. David Applebaum, Zecher Tzadik Livracha, that was murdered with his daughter the night before her wedding many years ago. Right. He was an unbelievable genius in understanding the art of medicine and the business behind medicine, and he created a model that works. Every um, time we do a show that has anything to do with the medical field in Israel, no matter what institution, no matter what type of institution, his name comes up. Yes, because he was a, a brilliant man, a true righteous man that, that just saw a, a vision that no one else could see. David um, Marcus is with us. Um, how, has there been a lot of cooperation from those who you need cooperation from, the government of Israel, donors in the United States and other places who understand the urgency and importance which we spoke about in New York? Has there been right. a lot of spirit and cooperation behind this project? So it actually has been really incredible. Um, something that we um, did not experience the early days of the road when we started this in Gush Etzion, where we really had to struggle to sell the concept. Um, and no one believed that we were able to do it. Right. When we launched this project, we launched this between One Israel Fund in partnership with the Benjamin Regional Council, um, and everybody came online. Um, the minister, Ministry of Health is, is totally gung-ho, totally supportive. The Minister of Health gives us the time, the, the know-how. Um, it, it really is unbelievable how all the, all the different pieces are moving together to move this in an incredibly fast pace. Um, and within one year, of, of developing the initial concept, we are already standing here at a groundbreaking ceremony, which Hard is believe, right? just unbelievable. Yeah. Of course, the fundraising is a huge task. Sure. Uh, we're talking about a multi-million dollar facility, um, and we're going to need to raise a lot of money. We're off to an amazing start, thanks to great friends that are coming to Windows Row Fund and uh, donating um, Really, really, really handsomely, but uh, there's a long way to go. Uh, we'll tell people how they can participate and uh, make this a full-fledged, complete project down the road. Those of you who would, uh, if you would be here today like we are, you'd see an incredible plot of land all set for you with renderings and all the different visions already on paper. And uh, it must be very exciting a day like today for yourself. And incredibly Rogers. exciting. Incredibly exciting. Uh, we've been working really, really hard on uh, concept development, design, architectural drawings, uh, working through the legal process of getting the land put Which together. Which is not always easy. 
Very, very difficult. <laughs> Israeli bureaucracy is a marvelous challenge, but everybody's working. Everybody's working to help. Uh, so it's really happening. It's really, really happening. All right, so, call a vote. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us here. Really a great honor, and uh, thank you for coming to broadcast from here. And uh, we hope everybody out there that's listening uh, comes and participates. This is a tremendous mitzvah to make an incredible difference for an entire region. So. No question about it. I can only imagine how many thousands of people will benefit from this incredible brand new medical center. Thank you, everybody. David Marcus, more thank coming you. up. If you keep it right here on a Friday morning broadcast, you're listening to JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. That group is called Except Saturday, and the uh, the title of the album is Two New Beginnings. Uh, JM the AM on a Friday morning broadcast on this Erev Shabbos, Parshas Bamidbar. Where are we? We're in the uh, Binyamin region of Israel. Um, the One Israel Fund has taken a very strong interest over the years in all the different areas of Israel. That are, I mean, every area of Israel is important, of course, but some might be neglected by some. So One Israel Fund steps in when it comes to Yudah, Shamron, Bezrat Hashem, the re-emerging communities of Gaza, um, and uh, many other areas of Israel. They are there for the safety, security, and uh, b- basic um, uh, living of those who are uh, in those specific areas of Israel. Scott Feldman is Executive Vice President of the One Israel Fund. They, of course, are one of the major sponsors and uh, one of the key components of the brand-new Binyamin Re- Region Medical Center that's being celebrated today in this historic groundbreaking. Welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. It is amazing that we are here together in this one place. It's, uh, it's funny, I can't find you in Lowy's side, <laughs> but I found you here. <laughs> yes, we got here, we are enjoying our stay, and we're meeting some very nice people. Uh, the one is real fun. Look, I, I, I'm, I don't remember all of my recent history always accurately, but if I remember the dinner in New York City where this idea was first brought to the forefront to those outside of Israel, Correct. the Benjamin Region Medical Center, I, I think the attitude of those that want Israel fund was this is going to take a while. Like, this is a dream, and it's down the road, and we think that there are people who we can approach to be part of this. And then, you know, practically, you know, moments later... We're sitting at a groundbreaking, and we have a lot of enthusiastic support for the project. So I want to probably change a little bit of Kevin Costner. Yeah. If you concept it, <laughs> they will come. And we came up with the concept, and people have just been coming and stepping up and bringing us to this day. And it's amazing that it's happened in less than a year. The dinner was last September. Right. And we could take great pride that I would guess, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to say the bulk of it, but a good part of it is coming from the New York, New Jersey area, right? You'd be surprised. We actually have a large group from Baltimore Nice. that uh, took upon themselves a very large dedication. Uh, we have some support down in Florida, uh, California, and obviously I'm, our hub is the New York the metropolitan area. But it's area. great that it's from other areas as well. Absolutely. Um, Scott Feltman's with us talking about the One Israel Fund. Uh, give us a drop of history based on example. Give me a project or two that has happened over the last, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 years that the One Israel Fund can take great pride in providing to the people who live in Yudan, Shamron, and those areas. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to backtrack one sure. second because you actually brought up before the re-emerging communities from Gaza. Correct. I thought I was just throwing in a line. I know. And it's funny because sometimes they're forgotten. Right. And we were just down there on Monday along the Gaza border for some of these communities where the evacuees have have uh, started to develop a community called Nitiv Asara, which is north of Gaza City, wow. and then to the south in a community called Shlomit, and then another one in Benin Tzarim. And I'll tell you amazing stories. This was a Tuesday night for Yom Yerushalayim. So everybody thinks, you know, you have to be in Yerushalayim. We were down there. We dedicated three projects, a community center, which is also a miklat. Uh, so the community can actually come in there now and convene. Uh, shelter from mortars. Right. Then we went down to Shlomit, where we dedicated a new mikvah, which also has <laughs> a fortification against mortars, because during the last war, women stopped going. Because what are you supposed to do right. if you're in the mikvah and you hear the siren? Right. You have 15 seconds. So this mikvah takes care of that need. And then, which was really amazing, in B'nai Nitzarim, which is from 
the original Gush Katif community of Nitzarim, we had a Sefer Torah dedication. On Yom Yerushalayim, the 50th anniversary, we actually brought a Sefer Torah to this community. Everyone came out from all areas, and it was just such a special occasion. And then we all, obviously, we came back to Yerushalayim, which was amazing. Sure, it certainly um, was. <laughs> but as far as projects, we, we right now are in the process of changing the dynamics, especially from a security standpoint. The cameras that we have put in and the level of sophistication of the equipment and the level of sophistication in working with all of the different regional aspects of security, whether it be coordinating with the IDF or the regional security civilian chiefs and the teams, we save lives every single day. There's not a day or there's not a week that goes by where I don't get a letter thanking us for some attack that was prevented. Because of the equipment. Because of the equipment that we're putting in. And now I would suspect with technology the way it is, you're probably getting tremendous value for the dollar. Absolutely. People are contributing. They can contribute the same amount they've given in the past and just get so much more for the project. And more than that, because of the sophistication that we have developed now over 25 years, we are able to work with matching gifts from the IDF, the Ministry of Defense. Right. The Ministry of Defense is relying on us now to to fill that key component that they're missing sometimes in their budget to make sure that these communities are taken care of. They have a greater level of respect for what the One Israel Fund does. You it's have a amazing. proven track record at this point, which is incredible. And, and the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. I mean, we're doing it. No question Last year, we dedicated seven new cameras. And, and I'm not talking about a little camera, right. you know, like that. Um, <laughs> it's about really sophisticated stuff. Sophisticated camera systems where, I'm not supposed to mention this, but there are different aspects of the security world in Israel that are using our camera systems to be able to uh, prevent infiltration. And just to, I mean, just to remind people, there have been, unfortunately, incidents that where cameras would have been extremely helpful, would have come in very handy. It's not like we need that much proof. Unfortunately, if you just follow the news and you're in tune with what's going on in Judea and Samaria, these things can come in very, very handy and save lives. And as you mentioned, you get reaction every single day about this right. stuff. I, I hate bringing it up because it's so painful. But I remember the, the famous story with the Fogel family. Sure. So six months prior to that attack, we were already told that there were two areas in Itamar which were vulnerable. Right. And there were probes going on. The, the Arab population have gotten much more sophisticated themselves. So they're constantly probing the fence with what's called IEDs, uh, improvised, improvised Explosive Devices. Got it. And they'll put them at the fence and then try to figure out how long did it take the security team to respond, where did they come from, what did they bring with them, and they're taking all this information back to their superiors to be able to figure out where the weaknesses are in our security. Boy, oh boy. We were told. We came to our donor base and we said we need two cameras because the community had expanded over the years. But it was quiet. And when it's quiet, Nobody people reacts. don't react. Right. We are a reactive people. So we raised enough money for one camera. That section went quiet. And the infiltration came from the other section. There you have it. And then it was easy to raise. Right. But unfortunately, five people had to lose their life to do it. Right. But what the point of it is, is that being in one Israel fund and being connected to all of the different aspects in security, and I don't want to only focus mm -hmm. on security. But it's an important one. Right? We're aware of things even before it happens. And the other difficulty is, if we're successful, people don't hear about it. We're successful a lot, but you only hear about it when, we, when we fail. Um, Scott Feltman's here. You will be including some uh, uh, generous and prominent people from the United States in today's ceremony. Am I right? Absolutely. Uh, who are coming 6,000 miles just to 
well, be part of this. Thankfully for me, we've never had a situation where our entire executive board from around the country have come to Israel at the same time. But for this particular project, they all felt that they needed to be here. Um, most, of the, most of the support at this event is going to be from different Havre Knesset right. and, and leadership in, in Israel. Which is also important. Correct. But <laughs> I've met with a number of people in the American government who are intrigued by this. Now, the other aspect of this, which is, is something not to be missed, the medical center is here for the region. Mm-hmm. In the region comprises a lot of different people, not just the almost 80,000 Israeli citizens, but there are other people living in the area. Right. So the message that gets out that we in the, in, in the communities, in the Yishuvim of Judea and Samaria, are building a brighter future for everyone. It's going to promote uh, uh, employment opportunities. It will promote, obviously, health opportunities, goodwill. quality of life, and goodwill. Right. And, you know, that's not to be dismissed. No, that's for sure. It's an important aspect. Uh, Scott Feldman, One Israel Fund. You can go to the web, oneisraelfund.org, for information. And of course, uh, they welcome all types of support. And if you want to come and see what is soon going to be quite a, uh, an edifice, the uh, Binyamin Region Medical Center. I'm sure you'll be more than happy to take people. Anybody that wants to see. Exactly, there. to see it. All right, we hope to check in with you again later on, and thank you for having us here today. It's such a pleasure to have you here. I greatly it appreciate really is. that. My audience appreciates it. More coming up. You're listening to a Friday morning broadcast of JM in the AM. We're in the Binyamin Region of Israel on day five of our five-day journey. Keep it right here at JM in the AM.
yet I know It's only a week till I can sing these songs again So I take it with me every day Till Shabbos comes and I can say Come join with me, my friends Kun Iran and all I
been a long time since we've had that classic on, but I said to myself, you know, if it's a week of celebrating Yerushalayim, and especially with all the references of Erev Shabbos in Yerushalayim in that selection, we've got to do it. So it goes back to the, to the, uh, <laughs> faded that out, dropped too quickly. Uh, oh, okay. Um, anyway, it's, uh, it's Journeys, of course, and it's an amazing selection about the city of Jerusalem. Spent most of the week in the city of Jerusalem, and with an amazing purpose, the purpose of celebrating uh, YY50, the Yom Yerushalayim number 50, the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. Many of you have been with us from the very beginning of this week, including uh, Monday at Nefesh B'Nefesh and Tuesday at Yad Zarah, and uh, yesterday at the... Uh, Incredible celebration on the uh, roof of Eish Torah with our friends at Amit. And um, kudos. And then, of course, uh, yesterday when we were at the Inbal Hotel with our friends from Atarat Koanim. It has been a, really a full week with so much concentration on the holiest city in the world. And uh, those of you who have um, expressed an interest over the last few months to at least have uh, some eyes and ears in Jerusalem to bring you the sights and sounds of these very special days, I'm glad that we were able to fulfill that very uh, that very task. Uh, today, it's the Binyamin region. Today we visit, courtesy of the One Israel Fund, the Binyamin region here in Israel. It is a uh, remarkable and incredible area. Um, some of the towns and, uh, and the cities uh, we outlined earlier that are included in the Binyamin region. Uh, it's the largest uh, council of Yehuda and Sharmon of Judea and Samaria. 
And the reason this week was chosen and the reason it worked out so well in terms of our flight, in terms of our trip, is because the dedication, the actual groundbreaking of the Binyamin Region Medical Center is taking place today. In fact, it's happening as we speak. Many of you might be uh, able to hear in the background the sound check and music that's going on. Uh, a stage has been built. There are hundreds of chairs. Members of Knesset will be here, uh, many members of the region, as uh, this dedication that takes place, uh, courtesy of, of really a, a handful of groups, but for us, most prominent, the role of the One Israel Fund. You can go to oneisraelfund.org, find out more information about the Benjamin Region Medical Center. Again, that's oneisraelfund.org. Uh, at the dinner in New York, there was essentially a challenge put out um, for the uh, residents of the tri-state area uh, to, um, to do whatever they can to um, support this effort, do whatever they, they can to support this new um, initiative. And now there is an actual plot of land. Now there's a groundbreaking. Now there's progress being made. And we're able to report that the, uh, the, the region, one of the regions of Israel that's in such desperate need of a medical center is on its way to having it. So kudos to the One Israel Fund and those organizations and government officials that have been behind uh, this project. Go to oneisraelfund.org for all the information. It's Friday morning here at JM in the AM as we continue to broadcast on a very special week. Um, a week that has taken us really to the, the highest levels of, of spirit when it comes to Jewish pride and Israel pride and Jerusalem pride. Uh, the week of um, Yom Yushalayim number 50. And today, Rosh Chodesh Sivan, again a reminder, today is Rosh Chodesh Sivan and the, 40, the 45th day of the Omer. Rosh Chodesh Sivan, the 45th day of the Omer. It's Erev Shabbos, Parshas, by Midbar, candlelighting in the New York area. At 7.56, many synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. 7.56 is candle lighting uh, on this Memorial Day weekend. And today again is Rosh Chodesh Sivan. And we close out our broadcasts from this incredible week in an amazing area of Israel here in the Binyamin region of the Holy Land. Again, it's oneisraelfund.org. Uh, we'll meet one of the people who's been very outspoken about the needs of this medical center in just a moment. If you keep it right here at JM in the AM, we are with you on a Friday morning from Israel. Thanks for tuning in to JM in the AM.
Oh, my God. 
J.M. in the A.M. It's Barry Weber. His song is called Achenu. 
collection entitled Thank You Hashem here at JM in the AM. Wrapping up hour number one from the Binyamin region. I've had an opportunity to speak both with uh, Scott Feltman and with Rabbi David Marcus, two key figures who have uh, brought the message of the Binyamin region to the United States. And thank goodness many people, including people in this audience, have responded. In fact, it's a good opportunity to mention that the uh, uh, community in the tri-state region have responded really through the years to the One Israel Fund's plea. Um, whether it was security measures we mentioned earlier, just uh, whatever was necessary to expand the infrastructure of specific communities, the One Israel Fund, and in turn, uh, the generous donors, especially from New York and New Jersey, have always had a role and a very special place. Hour number one is complete. We move on Friday morning here at JMAM. The weekly update will return next week. The weekly update will be back on with Malcolm Holmline the day between uh, Shavuos and uh, the following Shabbos. Uh, the Friday, the day after Shavuos, that'll be uh, our next opportunity to analyze the events of the week, and including uh, the uh, Yom Yerushalayim festivities. Happen to have seen uh, Malcolm at uh, some of the festivities during the week. Uh, we'll talk about the Trump visit to Israel, as you can imagine. The Trump visit to Israel is going to be a big topic of conversation. As the president visited the uh, state of Israel Monday and Tuesday. And uh, we'll get into all of that next week during the weekly update here at JM in the AM. Also gives me a chance to wish a mazel tov to all those who graduated from Yeshiva University yesterday. The YU commencement took place uh, yesterday in New York City. And um, uh, congratulations to all the graduates. Uh, President Richard Joel, the final graduation of his tenure that he presided over. And um, to all the students, local and otherwise, who uh, graduated and uh, enjoyed their careers at Yeshiva University. We say mazal tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world and the web at NachumSegal.com on the NachumSegal Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Love your comments on the app. All you got to do is go to your NSN app for Android or iPhone. Comment away. Let us know where you're listening, how you're listening, what you have to say to us regarding what's being aired, etc., etc., a big weekend coming up at the Memorial Day weekend. Um, that'll be, um, uh, that'll be of course, this coming Monday. We will provide programming for everybody this coming Monday morning and then Tuesday and Wednesday as uh, we in uh, Chutzlaretz, we in the uh, areas outside of Israel observe two days of Shavuos. Uh, we will be off. We will be dark um, during that time and uh, continue on uh, a Friday morning with the weekly update and more. A big reminder and an important reminder that on the 4th of June, I don't know what you said. What was it? On the 4th of June, Celebrate Israel comes to Fifth Avenue in New York City. Celebrate Israel Parade, Fifth Avenue in New York City on the 4th of June. Uh, we are preparing. The American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in uh, the United States is preparing. We are getting ready for an amazing show of support for Israel up Fifth Avenue in New York City. And uh, we're doing it, why? Because um, we are going to use the opportunity of the Celebrate Israel concept and parade to, along with our friends at Shari Tzedek, present the sights and sounds of Fifth Avenue and what's going to be yet another amazing show of support for Israel. So all you got to do is show up on Fifth Avenue. That's what it's all about. You show up the 4th of June, 11 until 4. Join us in the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in New York City. And um, you'll be a part of uh, what I believe is going to be another stellar celebration on Fifth Avenue. Uh, we're here in the Binyamin. 
We're here in the Binyamin region of Israel, and um, we've been focused. We are focused today on the Binyamin region medical center, uh, which is um, a dream come true in many ways. The fact that we are at a groundbreaking today for the brand new region medical center is certainly a dream come true. And uh, Sarah Rosenfeld is here. She's one of the people who helped explain to our audience many months ago just one reason, there are many, many, but just one reason why this medical center is going to be so important and is going to be needed so urgently in this area. Sarah Rosenfeld, welcome back to JM and the AM. Hello, this time you are by in my land, Imagine so that's better. That, huh? Yeah, I'm it's so happy to have you here. A pleasure to reunite with you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, unfortunately, you could tell us why it's so important for this region to have its own medical center. Remind our audience what you learned in a very difficult way. Yeah. First of all, I lived here for 38 years almost, so I have a lot of uh, things I experienced <laughs> that I met here. But my uh, personal um, not-so-nice uh, experience was that uh, almost two years ago, our son Malachi uh, came back home from a basketball play of the league. There's right. a league in the Benjamin area. How did you say Benjamin? What? Uh, area, council. Council. Yeah, either one. Uh, so anyway, he was uh, uh, on his way home with friends, uh, and uh, there was an attack on the car, and uh, Arabs shoot the car, and Malachi was very uh, injured very badly. And it took him about 45 minutes to get to a hospital from the time the shooting went on until the ambulances came, and they took him to Shari Tzedek. In Yerushalayim. In Yerushalayim. Um, Time, time saves life. Um, I always say that I'm not God. I don't know what had to happen with Malachi. And I'm not the one to say if it would help or not. But I'm, I know definitely that a lot of time, time is a very uh, main time thing. Time is of the essence, yeah. yeah. And, and a big factor when it comes so to saving So after lives. that happened to us, my husband Eliezer was very into it that we need a medical center here. That it, it's not possible that people should go. We have... Over 60,000 people living here, and a lot of soldiers all around here, and a lot of people are here, and it's not uh, natural. It's it's not good that we don't have anywhere here that you can help people immediately, and we all have to go to Jerusalem. So what I want to say here today is that sometimes out of big darkness, um, beams of light come, and I feel that it's like. Um, since this happened and Eliezer was so uh, talking about the need and all the good people that um, helped this idea to come through, it's really a dream come through. It's it really something. Is something. My husband is so excited he couldn't sleep tonight, <laughs> really. He's playing outside, I hear him singing, but he, like in the morning he said, I couldn't fall asleep. I'm so excited that really he thought about it and he didn't even believe that it's going to be so fast and so beautifully um, from his ideas and burn of heart to be something really a dream come true. Sarah Rosenfeld is with us. Um, it's interesting you say about the timing because one of the points I made at the very beginning of our discussions today is that when we were in New York and talking about all of this, it seemed so far down the road. It seemed like with all the money that's necessary mm -hmm. and all the different procedures that have to you know, happen in order for this to work. It, it, we were talking, I don't know, a year or two years. Who knows what we would... Mm -hmm. and, and sure enough, in this very short period of time, relatively speaking, we're here at the groundbreaking. It's true. It's amazing. And I think that when you have a good 
did, like HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a lot of shlichim here on earth. Oh, yes. Uh, and I think uh, he found them, we found them. I don't know, I, I'm looking at it and I can't really believe because it's less than a year that I was in, in, in the stage. I think it was just September. Dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And it's unbelievable. I'm looking at the pictures, and it's it's a vision, a vision like it's you know, a vision, it's all right. a, yeah. It's a vision that's now on paper, and soon is going to be in the plot of land that's to our right, which is incredible. I'm sure you've seen it already, where they're going to actually yeah, have the yeah. medical center. I want to say another thing. Sure. Uh, as a person who lives here for over 30 years, um, this hospital is important because it's going to be like a medical center and give help in medical ways, but. For us, people who live here, to see people help us or things build up is more than just a medical thing. It's like we are not alone here because it's not easy to live here. The roads are not safe. Uh, our brothers and sisters in Israel sometimes feel that we are like a peace. Uh, we disturb peace to come. Uh, it's not easy to live here in Benjamin. It's a beautiful place, beautiful people. I love being here. I'm happy to be part of the people who made this, this dream, Binyamin dream, come okay. true. But it's not easy. And to see that we are not alone and people want to help us do things we need is really warming my heart more than a lot of other things. And especially in these two very difficult years that we are going through. Uh, I told you then, and I'm saying it again, the big hug that I felt in the States when I was there and today also was something um, that comforts me so much wow. uh, that really I think people should know that too. It's not just a building. It's a lot of feeling, a lot of good energy, a lot of good people, and it helps us be here and live here in Israel and stand through all the difficulties that come to us. Well, the collective Jewish heart, right? the one mm, yeah, big Jewish yeah, heart. Yeah, you said it nicer than me. <laughs> felt very uh, attached to your situation and felt that there must be something they could do to help people in the aftermath of this terrible tragedy. And this is what they've chosen. They've been presented this idea by the One Israel Fund, and they said, mm -hmm. you know what? We're going to come forward and make this work. And Baruch Hashem, things continue to progress, so thank mm -hmm. God. Baruch I was going to ask you what it's like to live here. You've already told us, um, you know, 38 years, and it's yeah. not easy, and there are people who, you know, politically don't, don't think it's a great idea that people like you are here. And, of course, you know us. We think it's the most wonderful idea that you're here. Um, it, it, it must be, I don't know, it must be um, an added component to life here that many of us never feel, that there's this, this is, you know, cloud. It's like a big family, all the Benjamin. mean, like when we came here, we were the first uh, 10 couples who built Kochav HaShachar. It's uh, one of the uh, cans here. Um, I always say that I felt like the people in Petah Tikva who drew the bitzot, meyabshea bitzot. How do you say that in English? I don't know. When <laughs> they came to Israel and they had the... Okay. Anyway, it, it's a very... Um, special feeling to feel that you are first here in this land you are building something out of nothing and um, what I love in Binyamin is that everyone uh, feels like a big family people help each other a lot um, people are connected it's not like you live in the city and sometimes you don't know your neighbors it's really like a big big family and it helps also it's good I like it I built my house here. I had all my nine children here. They all grew up here. So it's the only way I know <laughs> to raise children. Yeah. But I like it. Uh, I am honored to speak with you. 
Mazal Tov on today. Mazal Thank you. Tov. <laughs> Thank you so Wish much. Wish Mazal for Tov all of us. to your husband, I who will. we met in New York. And uh, we should continue to share wonderful occasions together. And I'm Yisrael Chai. In this special week of Jerusalem and everything, it really became a special uh, oh, yes. date. It today. certainly has. Baruch Hashem. Thank you very much. Uh, More coming up. It's uh, JM in the AM. And uh, Yehudit Taylor is happening uh, into our our mobile studio here. Uh, Yehudit Tayar, rather. Yehudit Tayar is uh, walking into our mobile studio here in the Binyamin region as we get ready for the big groundbreaking ceremony. uh, Who is, um, uh, which which is happening here in... uh, in the Binyamin region today, and as we've been uh, mentioning uh, all through the morning already, and we've said this so many times, I don't think people who were at the dinner back in New York in September would have imagined that it would be happening as quickly as it is. Uh, Yehudit Tayar is here, Hatzalah of Yehuda and Shomron, and we know how important an organization that is. Uh, first responders, she lives in... Beit Choron. Beit Choron. In this region. In this region. I welcome you back to JM in the AM. How are you? Well, welcome you back, too. Thank, <laughs> you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, well, you're somebody who has uh, both uh, the uh, uh, the life connection, being a resident of the area, and the medical connection with your experience with Hatzalah of Yudan Shomron. I, I would guess you have uh, countless stories of, yes. of uh, where people could have been saved or at least serviced better if this type of medical center would have existed. Well, first of all, all of us are um, totally trained and working with Magain Davida Dome, with uh, Airborne Rescue, with the IAF, and uh, with the military, with the um, security and uh, emergency medical officers in the regions. And time is life. And so many times there's so many difficulties on the road, which takes so much time that people could have been saved or their situation could have been better if we had the access to a place that was closer. And um, our organization is, uh, thank God, busy growing and developing and working very, very hand-in-hand with One Israel Fund in order to save precious lives. We've been pointing out uh, the speed with which this has happened from our perspective. I can imagine that for people who live here, this is not fast enough. Nonetheless, are you shocked that in May of 2017, the groundbreaking is taking place? No, I'm not shocked. Uh, Things that are... Negative shock me. Hmm. Positive things make me happy. And you're not surprised that we're here at this point to celebrate this day? No, because I think people are beginning to realize how important it is to save precious lives. And how, I mean, I myself personally have been in my region in more than 20 terror attacks in the last year. And sometimes we had to get a helicopter in for a soldier that was so mortally injured. And just to get through the blockades and and all the traffic and everything is so much time. And I think people really realized what we know, that time is life. Yeah, we're learning that lesson all the time, I guess. Yehudi Tayar is here. Hatzalav Yudan Shomron. How much has that expanded? The Hatzalav Yudan Shomron that we knew back in the year 2000, I would assume, is much larger now. It's much larger, much... um, It's growing, really, as we speak, it's growing certainly the cooperation with One Zero Fund, but also because people realize that if you have an immediate response on the, t- on the place, then people's lives can be saved. And we work, of course, as I said, with uh, Magin David. Right. We're part of Magin David and with the army and with uh, the border police and everybody and everybody working together wants our organization to grow because 
if we're strong, then the cooperation that we have save lives. Um, I think one can tell from your voice that you're familiar with American society to an extent. Um, <laughs> Not really. I grew up here. <laughs> All right. Nonetheless, you really sound like an American at times, which is wonderful when you speak English. Well, that's uh, why I was selected to be a spokesperson back in Kushamunim. <laughs> oh, there you go. Are you at all surprised that when, uh, when people back in the New York region, other areas of the United States, when they were informed by the One Israel Fund about the importance of this project, that they, from 6,000 miles away, decided to participate? No, I'm not surprised because I think that especially with the, the recent events and they see how many people have been injured and murdered and uh, they realize the importance and the partnership that we have, even people living thousands of miles away, knows that they're really determined to save lives and to protect our heritage. No. Baruch Hashem, people around the world are helping out, and we're finally here at this day, and uh, you've seen, I'm sure, the plot of land where this is going to be built, and it's very exciting. It's exciting to bring a message from Chutz Laaretz uh, to Israel that there are Jews who care from other parts Absolutely. of the world. And it's uh, wonderful to bring the message back that I'll be doing uh, to the United States that there's tremendous progress, that the One Israel Fund has uh, utilized these funds for a very important project in Israel. Absolutely. Kolakavo, thank you so much for joining us. It's, it's a privilege it's not kavod thank you for being part of it we're all partners i greatly appreciate that yehudi tayar hatzala yudan shomron and somebody who has a very close up and per close and personal i should say uh perspective on why it's so necessary for the benjamin region medical center to be built and kudos to those who have supported it plenty coming up if you keep it here at jm in the am it is friday morning after all rosh chodesh sivan with candle lighting time at 7.56. Today is day number 45 in the counting of the Omer, and we have plenty more happening on a special Friday in Israel at JM in the AM. Shabbos now, Shabbos now.
J.M. in the A.M. As we continue here on a Friday morning broadcast, we're in the Binyamin region. There's a big, big ceremony that's about to begin, and it's uh, an important ceremony because it's the uh, groundbreaking of the Binyamin Region Medical Center. You may recall we did a show uh, oh, a few months back of Itzal uh, Smoltrich, who is a member of Knesset and has been extremely active at the forefront of causes for the Binyamin region and Yesha in general. He is with us uh, in our mobile studio here at JM and the M. Shalom, shalom. Great to see you again. Great to see you again, too. Tadaraba. The Knesset is generally friendly to projects in Yudan, Shomron? Friendly to projects in the Binyamin region? Yes, yes. Um, look, it's not a, a secret that we have problem with the frozen in, you know, of the building in uh, Judea and Samaria. Right. Um, you know, it's depend on you, on your uh, president. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I think some, yeah, some, we are some, we some are waiting for a new uh, for a good uh, news from 
the president uh, of the United States. Yes, yes from your some government. People, some people think the president of the United States turns to Israeli leadership. But you know, here, here it's it's uh, legally it's a legal project. We are in a very very um, legal area, right. and this project is very very important. We are talking about pikuach nefesh shel mamash because you know in Benjamin in this area there is more than fifty thousand people who live here, and there is no any medical center in all this area. And if something happens, you know, but in Yerushalayim, it can take over then an hour to drive with an ambulance from, from exactly, from, from example, uh, from Shiloh or Eli. Right. It's not so close to Jerusalem. It can take uh, more than hours on, on, on the road, and it's very, very, uh, uh, it's a problem. Um, let's talk about the... Um, I would say the defense, the security, the terror, and, and it's not a it's not a so simple area here. Yeah. So it's very very important to build here this medical center, and and I want to thank the uh, Israel Central Central Fund that uh, they took responsible from this project to this project, and they're gonna um, raise this money. It's a very very big money, but it's a very very big mitzvah, very very big. Uh, you know, we say in Hebrew, right. so we have chance to save more than 50,000 life, people live here in this area. And of course, you know, it's not all, it, it's, it will help us to, um, to continue to, um, to develop this area because uh, right now there is some people who scared to come to live here right. because it's far away from medical center. And when they will know that there is a good, a very, very professional medical center here in Benjamin, they will take the decision, I think, and they will come to live here. So it will be very, it, it will help very much to this area to, to, to grow. Today's a day of celebration. This is a week of celebration. It's been an unbelievable week today. Uh, you know, between uh, 50 years, 50 years Yerushalayim, and uh, we had the privilege of being in Yerushalayim, and it was just we couldn't believe the spirit that was in. The you city. were yesterday in the Kud Galim. Oh yes, it was so exciting. Absolutely remarkable. You know, it was the biggest Kud Galim in those uh, last 50 years. I believe that. I, I, spo <laughs> I spoke to one of the um, uh, chief officer. In Jerusalem, he told me that they they took photos from the air and they think that there was more than 200,000 <laughs> people. It's oh, remarkable. Uh, so, it's, so it's a day of celebration, a week of celebration. I don't mean to be negative, but I'm so curious. You're in the Knesset. There's all, c constant battles about the areas that we're talking about, areas of Benjamin and areas of Judea and Samaria. How would you describe it? Is it frustrating? Is it that you find yourself, you feel you're on a special mission because of the importance of fighting for these areas? W what is the experience like? Look, I think that it's, it's a little bit co um, uh, complicated because I, I think that the most of the members of the Knesset in Israel, they want to build in Yudav Shimon. They want us to, to grow up this, uh, those areas because we believe that Eret yeah. Israel is belong to Am Israel and all Eretz Israel. We're not talking only about uh, uh, what we call the Green Line, and and we are talking about all Eretz Israel. It means even Yudai and Shimon. The Judah Green Line of 50 years ago this week. Yeah, yeah. And you know it's it's uh, it's unbelievable because the state of Israel were 
without Judah and Shomron only 90 years, 19 years. And more, <laughs> we celebrate and nine, now we have an extra 50, 50 years with those areas. It's, 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 and I believe that it's, uh, uh, we will stay here for, forever, that's what I believe. It's, it's a little bit com um, uh, complicated because we have the press from the, the foreign, okay, from the world, from Europe, and I think that even from uh, uh, the US, you know, as that we, we are very, very, we have a, a very strong uh, friendships between uh, the, the US. But I think that, look, I, I heard your, um, I don't the Secretary, Secretary of State. Uh, of State he said that uh, the pre your president uh, put very, very strong press on the two leaders, on pressure on, right. on, pressure on, on um, Abu Mazen, Mahmoud Abbas, and, and Netanyahu, and he wants them to, uh, you know, to, to continue the, the, the negotiation. Uh, yes, and <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm very afraid of it. Of I, course. I, I, you know, the, the, the short history of the last years shows us that every time that we start the negotiation, who pays the price was the uh, our side because right. it's 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 uh, made a very very big terror on the the citizens of Israel, of and I think that we we should not uh, take those those uh, this risk, and I I'm very hope that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu will be strong enough, and we will help him in the government in the coalition. We will help him to to. Um, to stand strongly, and and um, <laughs> I said this morning in, in some uh, radio station in Israel that the um, when when Trump were here, we saw that the uh, relationships between uh, United States and Israel is, is very very strong. And you know that when you have a very strong um, Kesher, uh, Kesher like yeah. relationship between two friends, it, it means that you can say no to your friend, and, and, and it will not broke. The, the, con the connection. Right. Okay, and when we have, when you have a, uh, it's not a very a, good, a weaker, a weaker uh, connection. Uh, connection right. So you, you, you have to, to be careful. But I think that, uh, I mean it. I think that the, the um, connection between Israel and United States is very strong. It's based on um, same uh, interest and same um, values. Right. And 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 I think that if the, uh, the pre uh, your president will try to put press pressure on Israel, we should have to stand and to say um, kindly, or we should say strongly, no, Respectfully. We, we are <laughs> not, we, we're not going to take a uh, risk on, on our life and our uh, future. Today's a special day. A lot of support from outside of Israel, and of course support inside Israel as well, has created this possibility. There'll be a, not just a possibility, a reality there will now be a Binyamin Region Medical Center, right? You saw the plot of land, right? You know yeah, where it's going to be. Yeah, of course, it's amazing. It's a perfect it's place. Amazing. Yeah. Baruch Hashem. Yeah. You know, my office in Regevim yeah. was nearly here. Of course. Right now, I'm in the Knesset, but... <laughs> That's how we knew how to get here. <laughs> because we, we were by you already. Yeah, yeah. So it's a very, very special place. Yeah, it certainly is. Thank you very Tadarabha. much. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Wonderful to and see you And Yom Yerushalayim Sameach. Yes, Yom Yerushalayim, Yom Chevron, Sameach, Sameach. It's Saul Smoltrich, who is a uh, member of Knesset, and he has been with us before as he just alluded to during our broadcast from Rigavim. And he is here today as uh, one of the VIPs as we broadcast from the VIP tent here in, uh, in the Binyamin Region, uh, the uh, Binyamin Region Medical Center 
groundbreaking is going to be taking place today right behind us, and it's an unbelievable way to wrap up an incredible week here in Israel. It's JM in the AM with a reminder that candlelighting in the New York region is 7.56. At 7.56 is candlelighting time. Many synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. And um, also gives me a chance to remind everybody that we have great programming all through the, um, uh, the week next week, except for the holiday of Shavuos. We'll be together on Memorial Day Monday, uh, this coming Monday morning. We'll be together uh, Friday for our next weekly update. There'll be no weekly update today. Next Friday will be the weekly update. And, um, and uh, you'll be able to join us for that. And then the American Committee for Shiretetic Medical Center in Jerusalem and we at the Nachum Siegel Network pair up together, as we've done in the past, to present an incredible and wonderful Celebrate Israel Parade coverage from New York City on Fifth Avenue. Join us starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, June the 4th, and make sure to be there for the parade so that you could be uh, one of the people that declares their incredible support for the State of Israel. Celebrate Israel Parade comes up June the 4th in New York City. A big thank you to the American Committee for Shari Medical Center in Jerusalem for their partnership. More coming up here at JM in the AM.
That is Leif Tahar. It's a JMM Friday broadcast on this Erev Shabbos. Uh, we are actually here on a late Thursday afternoon in the Binyamin region. Why? Because the Binyamin region medical center, Baruch Hashem, has its groundbreaking today. Uh, I believe this is the first time in months that I've seen Jay Kestenbaum somewhere other than a wedding. <laughs> it seems like every time at a wedding, he's there with us celebrating. Baruch Hashem, he's also a member of the Board of Trustees of the One Israel Fund, and no doubt is taking great pride in what's happening today. Jay Kestenbaum, welcome to JM and the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Pretty amazing, this event, to say the least, and I'm so glad that so much American support has come through to help make this happen. Are you shocked? that so many people uh, took this project very seriously outside of Israel and wanted to help fund it. Well, the truth is we all hear stories of Pikuach Nefesh as uh, we're used to in the state of Israel, land of Israel, and Eretz Israel. But this is a whole different degree of helping and saving. Uh, anyone who's been on the roads in this general area, the area of Binyamin, 65,000 uh, residents in the Binyanin region and has tried to go to Yushalayim knows the kind of traffic. You can get stuck here for at least an hour on the roads um, and that's even regular touring. So when you think about an area like this without a hospital, uh, people who come from New York who are, don't even think twice about moving to any place knowing that 15-20 minutes away they have emergency services, Hatsala and all kinds of other support services, but specifically major hospitals. We don't even think about it, but when you realize that you have an area like this with 65,000 uh, Yehudim living and uh, trying to move out to areas outside of Yushalayim, outside of Tel Aviv, outside of Haifa, uh, in, in the area that really is our homeland, and to realize that if, God forbid, there's anything that goes wrong, knowing you're an hour from Yushalayim is really a, a, a major impediment to people coming out here. So not only is it something that will help people and give them safety and security uh, when there's something that does go wrong, but it will open up the whole area for more people considering to come here. And I think the overwhelming support for quality of life uh, in these beautiful areas is just uh, absolutely amazing from the uh, U.S. supporters. Uh, Jake Hestebaum is here. I'm assuming you already saw the plot of land where this uh, Binyamin Region Medical Center is going to be. Looks like, a, looks like a pretty good location, huh? <laughs> yes, I've been here several times already. I was here just a couple of months ago and even toured some of the communities around here who are extremely enthusiastic. We were just in a... Uh, uh, a small area called Mispedani. They just uh, built, and we dedicated now a new playground. 
and they're building new homes there. And when you just think about the possibilities when you travel through this area and see the magnificent hills and valleys and the areas that we know will uh, add many, many homes and people coming in as a result of a medical center like this, it's just uh, extremely exciting. Tell me what you thought of the last couple of days. You, you were able to see, like we did, the Jewish people really celebrate and come out and enjoy an amazing occasion. It, it, it truly is wonderful. Uh, this is the only place that I know I can come to and stand online and being crushed and swamped <laughs> and not being able to get on a train uh, that you actually enjoy it. We're used to New York subways, but it's nothing like this where you, you're crushed in the walls and you're waiting in lines and you're actually smiling because of all the people you're celebrating. So truly, it's a as we say, groundbreaking time for all of us. Kudos to the One Israel Fund. Uh, big yeshikach to you and all the members of the board and everybody who's been uh, generous in making this happen. I pointed out, and I think you'd agree, although you're much more of an insider than I am, that when the dinner was taking place last year in 2016, many of us thought this project was, I don't know, a year, two years, maybe even more down the line. And here we are just a few months later celebrating today. Right, well, we had a, there's uh, no question that in this country, uh, things sometimes move very slow, but very often move very, very very quickly and uh, the type of overwhelming support we're receiving from the entire uh, Binyamin region is uh, really incredible as the projects is, is along with them and the truth is we're hoping that this is the first of, of many medical centers because there's a tremendous need in so many areas. Many are necessary. Thank you, Jay. A pleasure having you here. Thank you, Nachum. Kalakavo. Jay Kestenbaum. I'll see you at the next wedding. Thank you so much. <laughs> Jay Kestenbaum, who we, uh, who we always enjoy speaking with and has been a uh, uh, a wonderful voice for the One Israel Fund. Uh, you heard why uh, so many people are enthusiastically supporting this cause, and uh, he described it perfectly. All right, it's a JM in the AM Friday morning broadcast. We will continue with plenty more from the Binyamin region. And a reminder, a weekly update with Malcolm Homeline returns one week from today. One week from today, the weekly update with Malcolm Homeline returns right here at JM in the AM. <laughs> No.
J.M. and the M. That's Mordechai Shapiro, Friday morning broadcast as we uh, continue from the Binyamin region uh, here in Israel. One Israel Fund, we thank you for uh, having us here. It's an honor to be part of this groundbreaking ceremony for the Binyamin region medical center. And uh, those of you out there who are um, curious to explore the work of the One Israel Fund, you can go to the web at oneisraelfund.org. Eliana Pasentin is with us. She, spoke, she is the director of the International Desks for the Binyamin Regional Council. Uh, Eliana, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. It's an Welcome. honor. Um, days like today must be amazing for someone like yourself <laughs> because there's, I mean, there's so many trials and tribulations that go through, you know, being a leader in a community like this, in a region like this, and today you get to celebrate such a wonderful accomplishment and something that really speaks to the future of the region. Tell me your impressions of the future of this region. Well, I can, let's start with the past. First of all, it's so exciting that we're celebrating today, this week, 50 years after the liberation of this beautiful parcel of land. And if we go back just right outside this tent where we're sitting, this highway is called the Highway of the Patriarchs, Derech Avot. You can you know, open the book of Bereshit and see Yaakov Avinu walking back and forth, Avram Avinu walking back and forth, Yosef looking for his brother. It's right here. And on the other side of the tent is a valley called the Michmas Valley. And it's the biblical battle of Shaul and Yonatan against the Plishtim. It all happened here. Most of the stories mentioned in the Tanakh were in Yehuda and Shamron. Right here. <laughs> and the majority of the archaeological sites that are mentioned in the Tanakh are in Binyamin. And the most famous one is ancient Shiloh. I just came from there right now with a group. And we're having hundreds and thousands of visitors to this region every year. But from a personal point of view, living here, this medical t center is going to make a huge change in all of our lives. Amazing. And uh, change, growth, progress, transformation, that's what this is all about. We've been discussing the tens of thousands of people that will benefit from this medical center, how it's going to attract more people to come to this region. I'm sure you've seen at different points in the last many years, you know, different, different things and different innovations play a role in getting people to move to this region. This one's going to be a big one, right? Definitely. This is the largest regional council in Israel with a population of 70,000 and growing by the minute. We have 45 Jewish towns, some are smaller, some are larger, secular, ultra-Orthodox, national Zionist religious, all people live here and the region is growing, but this is something that most people have some kind of a medical center near their home. I can tell you on a personal level, I have eight children and they get sick once in a while and the closest hospital of any kind to my home is at least an hour drive. And many a night when I had a baby with a high fever, I chose to sleep at my parents' house in Herzliya so I knew that if I woke up in the middle of the night, I could go to a doctor close by. Every time I went into labor, I just, as soon as anything started, I was in Yerushalayim. You, you wonder how people live like that. And people can't live like that, and that's stopping people from coming to live here. We want to have normal lives. We're looking towards the future. And this is a life-saving facility. It's a normal facility and everyone will benefit from it. And it'll offer more jobs for people and more people to come live here and say, we're safe. Eliana we Pacentin is here. This is going to attract people who are in the medical field to actually live in the region as well, right? That's uh, a, for sure. That's a big for one. For sure. That's really um, You know, we was, we've been speaking about, and, and in your role, again, you're, you're probably involved, I would guess, in, in so many different aspects of life here. Um, what is the... We think that the impression among the majority of people out there is that uh, 
you know, they'd prefer if people did not live in this region, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, it's not something that we believe in or that we promote. As an insider like yourself, how do you view the perception of how most of the world thinks of Judea and Samaria? So I think that it's a wrong perception, and I meet all the people that do come out here. The international press, I meet, right. I meet the groups that come here, and I can see by leading tours and bringing people out here and introducing them to settlers living in the Jewish towns, they are changing their way of thinking. I see it in the articles that are written. I see it in the personal conversations I'm having with people. I just met with representatives of the Congress that came here. Uh, people are coming ambassadors at people from all over the world to meet the settlers, to meet the people living here, and to understand the Jewish historical side of the story and the international side of the story, which they are understanding today that they've got all wrong. What's it like to raise children in this area when you're in the places, as you described, that Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov were? What is that like? It's incredible. Our home, uh, from our backyard, you can see where the Mishkan stood for 369 years, 3,500 years ago. When we built our home, we found hundreds of pottery shards in our backyard, and I had a feeling I knew when they were from. I was studying for my master's in archaeology and took a pillowcase, stuffed it with pottery shards, drove to Bar-Ilan University and asked my professor exactly when the pottery shards were from. So he was shocked that I had stolen pottery shards from an ancient site, but I told him it's from my backyard. He said, where do you live? I said, in Eili, named for Eili HaKohen, overlooking Shiloh in what's called Bechol HaRoed. Now if you go back in time to the time of the Mishkan, not everybody could fit there and eat their Kochin Kali and eat their Zvachim. So you could go anywhere surrounding the Mishkan and where you have eye contact with the Mishkan itself and eat your zvachim. But I always tell people that come to my house that where I live is where they invented the disposable dishes <laughs> because they had to break the That's dishes right. after they, because of notar. So we have the broken dishes from Jewish families all over our backyard, and my kids have a collection. Unbelievable. They are so connected, and every one of our windows shows a different historical view and has a different story. Our, our dining room, for example, you sit down and you look straight at the Mishkan, so we kindly ask our guests not to break the dishes at the end of the meal, <laughs> right. they can clear them. That would be bad. But our kids grow up here and they appreciate their history. They know their Tanakh. They look out each window and see a different story. One of our windows shows the story of Hanukkah. In California, where I grew up, I begged my parents to celebrate Christmas like all the kids in the class. My kids wait for Hanukkah. We dress up as Maccabees and Greeks and we live the story. And they have a healthy, beautiful life, but we're lacking a medical center. And we're hoping that people will hear this radio show and join us in this beautiful, wonderful, I mean, just, it's just incredible. Great I'm project. so excited to be here today and see all these people taking such an interest. It's just, it's incredible. We keep uh, emphasizing how remarkable it is to a degree that people 6,000 miles away have taken a strong interest. I mean, the One Israel Fund has helped us really connect with these projects over the years, security projects and others. Mm -hmm. This one is a real future forward-looking project, mm -hmm. not, uh, not, I mean, the safety ones are as well, but you know what I mean. Yeah. This is one that has, uh, that, that services every generation that so many uh, years from now, not just now, are going to benefit from. It's really remarkable. For sure. So for kudos sure. to them at the One Israel Fund. Uh, Eliana Pacentin, she's director of the International Desk for the Binyamin Regional Council. You've uh, educated us greatly in this session. I appreciate it. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's Enjoy today. Thank you. It's going to be amazing. Groundbreaking of the Binyamin Region Medical Center, everybody. That's right, the Binyamin Region Medical Center. The groundbreaking taking place. The, we are in the VIP tent, hence all the noise, the VIP tent. That explains why there's so much amazing background noise. And we thank everybody here for uh, hosting us 
and allowing us to be part of this incredible celebration. More coming up. This is JM in the AM. Hey, J.M. and A.M. Friday morning, and the speaker of the Knesset is joining us at the Binyamin Region Medical Center, groundbreaking, and that is uh, Yuli Edelstein, of course. What an honor to speak with you. Thank you for joining us here today. My pleasure, absolutely, especially from this very special event in Benjamin, and very close to Yerushalayim, though, but a place that is right now enjoying its probably first medical center, at least the dedication of the future medical center. Quite significant. They need a medical center like this. And uh, both people from the United States and, of course, in Israel have been very supportive of it. I must ask you, what did you think of this amazing week of celebration? Yerushalayim, Hebron, this, this unbelievable Jewish pride that has come through with the celebration in Jerusalem. First of all, you're absolutely correct. It's a question of incredible pride. But uh, in addition to that, I would say that uh, it gives you the sense of proportion, because in our day-to-day -day life, especially us public officials, elected officials, deal with quote-unquote problems. You know, mayors come to you and they tell you about the difficulties and the things that you still have to do and things that are still lacking, and they're absolutely right. But now, when we are celebrating 50 years of, as you rightly said, Yerushalayim, Yehudave Shomron, specific places like Hebron, uh, to say nothing about the Golan Heights. Right. And uh, you look back 50 years and you think to yourself, wow, 50 years ago someone would have said, 
400,000 Jews in Judea and Samaria, people would say, hey, get to the closest mental as asylum and spend some time there. It's even not a dream. It's even not, not a fantasy. It's just something unheard of. And uh, right now, you look at Yerushalayim, all the prophecies come true. You look at Yudav Shomron, Oditu Kramim, we shall see grapes and you. We have probably one of the best wines, uh, one of the <laughs> best uh, you know, wineries competing in all kinds of international competitions. Uh, children playing, even here we can hardly talk because it's very noisy Baruch and the kids Hashem. are all around. Baruch Hashem, exactly that. I, I must ask you, because I'm sure our listeners are curious, you're Speaker of the Knesset, you know the type of criticism that the Knesset sometimes has aimed at it. How would you classify the Knesset? We want, we want as much Jewish unity as possible. Is it, with all the different discussions, arguments, and conversations, still a good place for a unified Jewish presence for our future? Knesset represents the Jewish people here in the land of Israel. We are still very diverse. By the way, I'm not sure that the, the word still is appropriate here. We are diverse. We will stay diver diverse. Uh, sometimes I say that it's even a blessing and not a curse. But uh, having said that, we have to learn to respect each other more and to live together. We have to understand that neither the left wing or the right wing, religious or secular, this type, that type, periphery, center, uh, Judean Samaria or Kibbutzim, no one's going to disappear. God willing, Bezrat Hashem, we're all going to stay here. And if this is, this would be the, the, the basic assumption, I'm absolutely sure that this diversity will only enrich the Israeli society. So in the Knesset, I'm doing everything in my power to explain to my colleagues that you can be very powerful with your messages, but you don't have to shout. Last question, you're here today at this amazing event. We discussed the Benjamin Region Medical Center. You know that the One Israel Fund is one of the key components to support for this, and that means support is coming from 6,000 miles away. What are your thoughts when you see diaspora Jews reacting this way to a project like this? I think that uh, we have to start getting rid of this definition, Israeli Jews, diaspora <laughs> Jews. We're all one people. And, uh, and uh, I do think that uh, we are now not just talking about, you know, donations, charity. We are talking about joint ventures. We are talking about projects. I promise you that many Israelis will be also involved with, with this no doubt. project, including financially, not right. in terms of the dedication or working right. hours. So I think that the partnership between Jews from different parts of the world, first and foremost here in this country, but from all over the world, I think this is something that will bring us better future. Todaraba, thank to, you so much. To that to you and all the listeners. An honor to speak with you. Uh, speaker of the Knesset, Yuli Edelstein, comments about today's event and, of course, uh, this amazing week in the uh, state of Israel and specifically in the city of Jerusalem. And 50 years ago this week, of course, the Six-Day War, which brought us Yehuda and Shomron under the auspices of the uh, state of Israel. Plenty more coming up. This is a Friday morning broadcast. Next week we continue with the weekly update, but now we are wrapping up an amazing week here at um, the Binyamin Region Medical Center and um, celebrating just an unbelievable 50th anniversary of the Six-Day War here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. That's right. That's where we are. We are J.M. in the A.M. It is a uh, Friday morning broadcast, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSegal.com on the NachumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. 
Our friend Eve Harrow is here, Director of Tourism for the One Israel Fund. She's been with us in a variety of places, including, <laughs> you'll recall, the historic show we did at Pinachama, which was amazing during our solidarity trip during the uh, stabbing attacks and everything that was going on in the early part of 2016 or 2015. A year and a half ago. 2015, yeah. to be more accurate. Uh, anyway, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM and the AM. Great to be here. How are especially you? Especially today. I'm fine. I'm tired. We had an incredible day. It's on been the a bus. great week, no? It's been uh, a great week in the general. The whole week. Oh, it's 50 years since a miracle happened. It's you can't help but feel it everywhere you go. And look at this. We spent all this time in Yerushalayim, which was wonderful. And then today, we get to come to this area again, celebrating 50 years for Yehuda and Shomron. Right. What a significance. And how appropriate that this ceremony is happening during this week. Explain to the audience why this is a symbol of future, a symbol of growth, a symbol of, of, of a bigger regional council. Okay, well, this is part of the, this is a groundbreaking ceremony for a medical center that One Israel Fund is really pushing here in the Benjamin region. We have a lot of families here. We just came from a park dedication over in Mitzbedani. Yeah. Children everywhere. Looked <laughs> out on the Dead Sea where we saw the Jordan River where Yoshua came in with our people. Could they have envisioned children playing here? But children, families need medical care. Things happen. People fall. People get sick. And we saw in Efrat that it worked really well right. to have a medical center there. So we want to do it here and keep the people here safe. There's a lot of traffic into Jerusalem and into Tel Aviv. You need a local medical center in Benjamin, and this is a big project that we're working on now. We've made the point many times this morning already that um, when this project was announced in New York, we, we thought it would be a year or two, maybe even more down the road, and then thank God people yeah. have responded, and it looks like they have the momentum to make this happen at a really quick pace, which would be amazing. It would just be amazing. There are babies waiting to be taken <laughs> care of here, and, and but really, um, I, I've taken people up here both, I mean, today I was on the One Israel Fund bus, of course, guiding uh, the trustees and some of our big donors, right. but I've also brought private people up here to see the area. When you see the area, when you see the communities, when you see the traffic and you understand how how important it is to have local medical care. But it's not so far out of Jerusalem that it, we can envision people coming from from Jerusalem to here. Right. If we have good rehab and things like that. Not necessarily emergency, yeah, but something programs. consistent. Worthwhile programming. And uh, and this will also bring people in, bring the, the staff that's going to be working here. This will create lots of jobs, are going to want to live in the area. And these kinds of things punch way above their weight in so many different ways. One Israel Fund, because of its influence in our community back home, what we, what we unfortunately still call home, um, uh, One Israel Fund has been uh, instrumental in getting great support lined up, and I'm sure more down the road for this project. What, how does it feel when you know Jews 6,000 miles away care enough to support a project like this? We're all one nation. That's what it feels. We are all one people. You know, this is the area of Binyamin, and Binyamin almost got wiped out. The Shevet Binyamin almost got wiped out by the other Shvatim. Right. Read the end of the book of Judges. It is bad. Uh, we look in Syria, and we look in places around the Middle East right now, and we think, what are they doing? Muslims killing Muslims, Arabs killing Arabs. We were there 3,000 years ago. We're not there anymore. Thank Jews, God. thank God. We have differences of opinion, sometimes very big differences of opinion. But the Jewish nation is one nation. We had 2,000 years of the diaspora, maybe a little pachintuchas, as they say, to say, guys, get it together. And, uh, and we've come home. A, a miracle on the level of that the world saw. I went to a great cheer, Woodstock and the Six-Day War. Because after 1967, something happens to the world. There's a shift. Like the Shechina comes back to the world in a major miracle for the Jewish people, but it changes the whole world. There's something 
going on here now, we're always at the middle of it in a positive sense. So when we see people supporting us coming here, hope, look, I would love to see all Jews living in the land of Israel, but we're getting ready for you, you know? And uh, in the meantime, we have support from everywhere, and we're one people. Eve Harrow is here, Director of Tourism on Israel Fund. You're Director of Tourism. You are aware of the fact that April was the largest tourism month in the history of yes, the state of Israel. Yes, I am. I am. Thank God I am busy, and other tour guides are busy. We have no shortage of archaeological sites and beautiful things <laughs> to see. Uh, and it's just, I think people are realizing that this is a place to come. It should stay quiet. And, and you know, there's, if there's violence, people get nervous about coming here. But the whole world is a crazy place. You know, yeah. I've had tourists who, a year and a half ago, I had, I was actually a Christian group that was here. And people said, going to Israel, what's going on? It's so crazy, it's so dangerous. That, I say goodbye to them Friday afternoon. I don't guide, obviously, uh, on Shabbat. Night. That night, Paris blew up. up I see them Sunday morning, and they said, if we'd said we were going to Paris, people would have said, oh, great, have a good time, go to the Louvre, say hi to the Eiffel Tower. They said, you got to believe in God. And you got to just go and have the faith that things will be okay. And people yeah. will tell the concert performers not to come to Israel for a variety of reasons. And, of and course, it's dangerous Manchester. a concert in Manchester. You right. see what happens. The world so. is a crazy place. Right. We have to keep turning the light up higher. That's what the Jews do. Eve, right. I thank you. Thank you. Thanks for thank being you for here today. Being here. And enjoy. Amazing. Big privilege. Eve Harrow, one Israel Fund Director of Tourism and uh, somebody who has joined us before, and she will be enjoying the Binyamin Region Medical Center groundbreaking within minutes as we continue at JM in the AM. I thank everybody for tuning in and being part of our uh, incredible Friday broadcast. Plenty more coming up. Don't forget the weekly update returns one week from today with Malcolm Honline right here at JM in the AM.
All right, that's Gershon Varoba. It's a JMM Friday morning broadcast on this Erev Shabbos. Parsha's Bamidbar, candlelighting 756 in the New York area. It's also day 45 in the counting of the Omer. And it is Rosh Chodesh. Today is Rosh Chodesh, all of the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh. I am joined by Rabbi Moshe Teitelbaum. Rabbi Moshe Teitelbaum is the rabbi, of course, of the young Israel of Lawrence Cedarhurst. And uh, he is here also celebrating Yerushalayim and the 50th anniversary of the Six-Day War this week. Rabbi Teitelbaum, welcome to JM in the AM. Nice to see you. Likewise. Uh, is this uh, part of a One Israel Fund mission? What is the, uh, what is the uh, how, how do they fit in, let's put it that way, in this week for you in Israel? Well, our shul has been very involved in bringing whatever help we can to uh, Yehuda and Shamron. And in order to get it done and to get it done correctly, we have found that working together with the One Israel Fund has allowed us to know where to go with whatever help we want to extend, how to get it done correctly, where and where not to put our good dollars, prioritizing correctly, and really getting... Excuse me for saying our best bang for the buck. Right. They're good representatives, aren't they? They're not only representatives, <laughs> but they're really the ones to make sure that the right things are happening for the sake of the wonderful people in Yehuda and Shemron. A lot of wonderful projects, including this one. You're here for the groundbreaking. That in itself is a major statement. You understand the importance of this medical center. What are your thoughts as this groundbreaking is about to happen? I think that people are uh, living in this region now with great Mesiras Nefesh for many, many, many years. And it's due time that they have a place where they can go when they need to have emergency care, here it's going to be close to home. It's going to be first rate. It's going to be fantastic for them. And from what I understand, it's close enough to Jerusalem that there are certain services that ultimately will be helpful to people in Jerusalem as well. Right. It's pretty amazing. Uh, young Israel of Lawrence Cedarhurst, you did tell me just minutes ago they did have a wonderful Yom Yerushalayim celebration back in the old country. <laughs> yes, they did. We had a barbecue last night with kids and adults and a fantastic time for all. And we're celebrating something that the Kaddish Baruch Hu has done that really requires us to show Hakara Satov. It's one of the great things that a Kaddish Baruch Hu does for us. He does for us a onward, forward building of Yerushalayim, building of Eretz Yisrael. And of course, the least we can do is have appreciation. If we show appreciation, then we can hope that Amir Tzashem will continue in the future. No question about it. Kudos to your shul, to those who are along to support the cause, and of course, to the One Israel Fund as you pointed out, and I hope you enjoyed the entire week of celebration it, in Yerushalayim. It has been fantastic. The uh, march yesterday, Tzadat oh. Yerushalayim, oh. which I just happened to come upon, I was walking around the old city and the new city, just came upon the march and was so moved to see tens of thousands of young people celebrating, and all in such a fine and in a correct and uplifting spirit. It was absolutely a Kiddush Hashem, and it was extremely, extremely moving. Unbelievable. I can't get over it. It was just a phenomenal celebration. Right, Moshe Teitelbaum, Yagizov Lawrence Cedarhurst. Should we tell people you'll be back next Shabbos? What should we tell people? For Shmuis? Well, I, I, I hope to be back in Mirtzashem <laughs> for Yomtev. <laughs> there you go. So you'll see everybody at least on Monday night. I look forward <laughs> to it. Excuse me, that would be Tuesday night for Yomtev. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you very much. Good and Chodesh and enjoy the holiday of Shmuis. Ami Chailuria. Am I right that we've spoken to Ami Chai before? I believe we have. Amichai Luri from the uh, Shiloh Winery, everybody's favorite. Um, I, I can't go ahead and say you're the favorite winery, Amichai. You know, that wouldn't be a good idea for me. But I can't say you're one of everybody's favorite people when it comes to the world of wine. How are you, sir? I'm changing colors now. <laughs> are you? How are you, sir? I'm doing okay. Nice to see you. Things doing well at Shiloh? Things are doing great in Shiloh. I can imagine this entire wine industry in Israel continues to mesmerize everybody, how it continues to grow and continues to have such an impact worldwide. What do you think? 
It's unbelievable. Listen, uh, we have Kaddish Bocho on our side, right? And for that alone. The bracha is helping us grow the best the grapes in the world, so we're making great wine. Did you think, do you think that decades ago, people in the Shiloh area thought there could be a, you know, good wine coming from that place? Well, listen, if you read the Tanakh, then you'll see prophecies that were, I don't know, over almost 2,000 years ago telling us about how special this place is going to be. Nachon. It was told 2,000 years ago, and we see it happening. We just didn't know the wine would be that good, that's all. Uh, yes, we did. <laughs> did we know that? Parashat Shavua, right? Vachaltem yashan noshan. Right? So Rashi says, They'll age. They'll age while they'll last. So they're telling us, Don't worry. When, although there's nothing here, when Bnei Israel will, will come back, the land will prepare itself for you. And you see it happening in front of you. Everything it is, is amazing. flourishing, and it's unbelievable what's going on here. I'm Michael Luri, the uh, Shiloh Winery, of course. Uh, what is your perspective on today's event, the uh, groundbreaking of the Binyamin Region Medical Center? We're going to be talking about this in years to come. Like, I remember the day. When it first began. And I'm going to be proud to be... So I'll be helping a little bit in this. I'll be able to tell people that I already did something small to help because it's, this is something that's been needed for years. And this thing is going to literally save lives, I'm telling you. On a regular uh, basis? On a regular basis. I mean, if you just look right now at the traffic jam from here, to Sha- from Shalbi, I mean, all the way to Yerushalayim, that means if there's a medical emergency now, People can die on the way. By the way, this has hap- happened sure already. Yep. It's happened already. Rosenfeld. We spoke to you Sarah know? before, yeah. Um, my daughter almost gave birth on the way. <laughs> she got to the hospital less than five minutes after she walked in. She gave birth. One of the workers in the winery, his wife gave birth at home. Didn't even make it. You know, it was like they knew they wouldn't make it on time. And uh, not talking about. Uh, more All serious episodes, right? Serious things that that uh, could have been day prevented. to day. You know, uh, don't want to say too much, but right. uh, when you have to, when you end up having to go into radiation or chemotherapy at uh, 4:30 in the morning, leaving home to get to the hospital at six o'clock in the morning, because if you leave at six o'clock in the morning, you maybe will get in by 10, 11. Right. Then you understand how, uh, how important it is to have the medical center here that can help people and save lives. No question. Wonderful to see you. Kalaka vote for everything and enjoy today's uh, celebration. And it's nice to see you here, Thank not you. in New York. Can you imagine? You have to come in more <laughs> often. Next stop, Shiloh, please. Tadara <laughs> <laughs> Thank okay, you so much. I, I hope you miss your flight and you get stuck here for Shavuos. <laughs> 
That would be one, one unbelievable miss of a flight if it ended up that I was here through it. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry. You can uh, come over to my house. Thank you so much. Avi Chai. Hey, you're a man after my own heart. <laughs> the Sheila Winery. Check it out, everybody. You'll be very happy you did. This time each and every Friday morning, every Arab Shabbos. With great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of beginning the fourth book of the Torah. It is the book of Bamidbar. Interestingly, the Nitziv in his introduction to the book of Bamidbar tells us that the book begins with two countings. That is, it begins with a counting and it ends with a counting. It begins with a counting in the second year and it ends with a counting in the 40th year. And basically, it's a transition, the book, from the second year when their lifestyle is completely Lamala Minateva, which is above the natural, and at the end of the 40th year, when they are about to enter Eretz Yisrael into a more, quote, natural way of life. According to the Chinuch, there are no mitzvos, none of the 613 found in Parshas Bamidbar. Yet, interestingly, the Shulchan Aruch tells us in Simon Tov Chav Ches, 428, paragraph 4, that Manu Va'atzru, we always read Parshas Bamidbar on the Shabbos before Shavuos. Now, one reason for this is a practical reason. We are taught at the end of the Gemara Megillah that annually we read the Tochacha in the end of Ayikra before Shavuos, and the Tochacha at the end of Devarim before Rosh Hashanah. But when we say before, we require a week's buffer, so we don't go from Tochacha to a Yom Tov. So every year we're going to read, as we do, the Parsha of Bamidbar before Shavuos. Now, our rabbis, therefore, look to find lessons as to how Bamidbar, literally the desert, how that could be a kind of preparation for Kabbalah Torah, which we are going to celebrate, please God, next Tuesday night, Wednesday, and outside of Eretz Yisrael, Thursday as well. So I'd like to share with you a very interesting piece that I saw at the end of Rav Osher Weiss's Sefer on Bamidbar, the Sefer of Minchas Osher, and he develops the following very cryptic medrash. The medrash at the beginning of Bamidbar Rabbah, chapter 1, paragraph 7, teaches Bishlosha Dvarim Nitna Torah. The Torah was given via three medium, Ba'esh, Bamayim, Ubamidbar, with fire, with water, and with the desert. Now the question is, how are we to understand this? So Ravasha Weiss, Shlita, 
sends you to the Orachayim HaKadosh at the beginning of the Kriyas Torah that we're going to read, please God, this coming Wednesday, namely from Parshas Yisro, and we start the Kriyas Torah with the beginning of chapter 19, and the second verse in that chapter, the Orachayim HaKadosh uses as a very strong springboard for teaching us the prerequisites and necessary preparation for Kabbalah Torah. The Torah says in chapter 19, Pasuk 2, Vayisu Merifidim. The Torah tells us that the Jewish people traveled from Refidim. They came to Midbar Sinai and they encamped in the desert. Vayichan Shom Yisrael Negerohar. And Yisrael, the Jewish people, encamped across from the mountain. And that famous Vayichan in the singular, they were unified. Now, the Orachayim HaKadosh has the following very interesting understanding. Why does the Torah tell us from where they traveled? We know at the end of Yisro that Amalek attacked the Jewish people when they were at Rafidim. So now, why was it necessary to tell us that we traveled from Rafidim? So he begins by reminding us of the rabbinic insight found in the Gemara Bechoros 5b, that when Amalek attacked us at Rafidim, Rafidim is not simply a proper noun, namely the name of a place, but it also tells us why, why we were attacked. And the answer is because of Rafu Rifion Yadayim, meaning that unfortunately there was a very... Uh, less than strong or weak holding on and support of Torah, there was a lethargical, a come, easy come, easy go, lack of determination, lack of commitment to Torah, and that's what caused the enemy to come. And now the Torah is telling us we are about to go get the Torah. What's the first thing? We have traveled from not simply that place, but that state of mind. We're now in a very different place. We're now ready to give it our best shot. We're now ready to la'asok Sora to make Torah our primary uh, aspect of what is going to literally preoccupy our minds, our actions, and our thoughts. And so the commitment, the determination, and the amelos, that we should be omel batorah, this is what Rafidim um, represents, that Vayisu Rafidim, they left all the negative that was attached with the name Rafidim. And... They come to the Midbar, and the Midbar, says the Orachayim, is a symbol of Anava, namely uh, humility. Why? Because 
Torah can only be found with one who is humble, one who truly realizes that he doesn't know it all, wants to study more, has good character, and interesting, we're told that they came to Midbar Sinai, and Sinai, when Moshe Kibel Torah Mi Sinai, as we begin Pirkei Avos, with that teaching, it's not simply that he got the Torah, and the Jewish people got the Torah on Mount Sinai, but that Mount Sinai is synonymous with the concept of anava, humility, the more humble, smaller mountain was chosen, as opposed to those who were more uh, arrogant. That's the second aspect that he speaks of, commitment number one, the humility number two, and finally, Vayichan Shom Yisrael, as Rashi says, Ke'ishachad, Belevechad, right, as one individual. So this, he points out, is this concept of Yehud Chachomim Bishchabros, namely the joining together, the recognizing that, as the Zohar points out, the very name Yisrael is an acronym for Yesh, Shishim, Rebo, Osios, La Torah. There are no less than 600,000 letters to the Torah, meaning that each and every Jew has their Chelek in Torah. And I need you, and you need me, and we need each other. Number one, no one Jew can do all 613. There are some mitzvot only for the Kohen, only for the Levi, only for Yisrael, only for a woman, only for a king, only for Kohen Gadol, only for Sanhedrin. And so we need each other, number one, to perform all. But beyond that, no one Jew can study all of Torah. And therefore, many synagogues, including, I'm proud to say, my own, has this beautiful um, tradition that annually, before Shavuos, at least a month before, we send out assignments to each and every member, and this one studies from a portion of Chumash, this one studies a chapter of Tanakh, this one studies a Mishnah, and so no one person can do it all, but together we accomplish that we Number one, appreciate each other, but each one contributes to the collective learning of Torah. And so these three prerequisites, which the Orachayim HaKadosh is speaking of, Vayisumer Fidim, which is now there's a stronger commitment to Torah. This, he says, Rav Weiss, is the Eish. This is the fire, the fire that the Jewish people need in terms of their attitude. And this is what each and every one of us has to ignite before Shavuos that great desire, that great prioritization, that great realization that Torah is not just another subject, but Torah is literally Kehem Chayenu. And the second uh, one, the second of the um, choices of the um, prerequisites of the Orachayim, which is that shiflos, 
which is humility. This is Mayim, because Mayim we know from the Gemara in Ta'anis goes from a high place to a low place. This is Ta'anis Davzayin Amar Aleph. The Torah is Nimshlo Lamayim. Torah is compared to water. Mamayim. Manichim Mokom Govoa. The Yordim Lemokom Nomoch. As water finds its lower down location, so too Divrei Torah is only found a person who is humble. And finally, the third one, which is the Negarahar, uh, the unification of the Jewish people. So this is the third, the Midbar. We have the Esh, the Mayim, and now the Midbar, which is open to all, Hefka to all, recognizing that we need each other. Finally, he sends you to the famous Gemara, of Tanur Shel Achnoi, whereby Rebbe Liezer said in his debate with Rabbi Yoshua, if the halacha is like me, all right, let the carob tree, one, prove me right. And the carob tree picks itself up and moves approximately 100 amos, 300 feet, okay? And that's a symbol of histapkos, again, of man proper prioritization, not involved in physicality, but focusing more on the spiritual. And the second one, if I'm right, Emas Hamayim, let the water, and the brook of water that was flowing from the yeshiva flowed upward as opposed to downward. This is found in Bav 59b. And there's your humility. And finally, if I'm right, let the walls of the base of Medrash prove me right, and the walls started to collapse. They don't collapse, but ultimately this shows once again that he didn't just study by himself, he was involved and recognized the gift of being part of the Jewish community. What a very important parsha, parshas Bamidbar is. We are about to celebrate next week Shavuos and Parshas Bamidbar gives us that very strong prerequisite of Aish, commitment, that fire that you have to have inside each and every one of us. Mayim, that humility, always looking to study more, always looking to grow. Go to the shul on the night of Shavuos and you'll hear many different shiurim, and you'll be inspired, because I don't know it all, and there is so much more that I can learn. And finally, the midbar, which is this idea of embracing, recognizing the significant contribution of each and every Jew that complements each other, because we cannot do it alone. Wishing everybody that we absorb these three very important lessons of preparation for Shavuos, which will give us all a much meaning, much more meaningful Yom Tov. Shabbat Shalom to all. JM in the AM, my thanks to Rabbi Yudin, of course. Reminder, next week, the weekly update returns with Malcolm Honline. 
We'll be able to analyze the presidential trip to Israel and the 50th anniversary of the celebration of the uh, reunification of Jerusalem and the 50 years since the Six-Day War that brought us back to Yudan Shomron, where we are today. This is, of course, our program with the One Israel Fund from the groundbreaking ceremony of the Binyamin Region Medical Center. Mark Provisor, who's been with us before, is Director of Security Projects. You can imagine how <laughs> responsible, or I should say, how uh, voluminous a job that is in this region of the country. Mark, welcome back to JM and the AM. It's great to be here. An honor. I appreciate that. Are your services or our security services in general needed less than before because of this impression that we have that things are quieter than they were before in Yudan Shomron? So what you're actually reading is really not the reality on the ground, and we were going over that with the trip today, actually showing people, giving a little bit of the inside look into the scenario. No, they're still very much needed. Look, our concept is always to be proactive, to stay two steps ahead of the game. Right. And that's what we're working at doing. Now, over the past few weeks, you're not seeing really what's been going on. It's not making the news. Right. Uh, unfortunately, there's been uh, the Pl plenty to talk about. What's that? Plenty to talk about. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, the roads really have becoming, uh, once again, they're getting a little worse and so on. We'll see where it goes, whether it goes up or down. Um, in general, when we say you're director of security projects, uh, you're, you're overseeing or you're responsible for how large of a region? Is it the entire Binyamin Council? <laughs> no, it's actually the entire Judea and Samaria. The entire Judea and Samaria. Yeah, I work with uh, all the communities, all the different regional councils, the local councils also uh, filling in the gaps. What's there missing in order to protect their people and provide a, a regular quality of life, if you will, and the right. ability to, to save lives. And in Judea and Samaria, some towns or some cities, some areas would be easier to do that for than others, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't ask you about tough areas, should I? No, you definitely can ask. Well, what would, be an, uh, what would be a challenging area for you geographically right now? Well, right now we're, we're focusing on a few. Obviously, we have the Tamar region, Tumim. Uh, my own region of the Shiloh region, right. Beitel, we've, uh, we've been working on Kiratarba going back. South Hebron, we're right now redoing the entire civilian emergency communications over here. We're adding perimeter systems, working in coordination with the state, which is great. A lot of our projects are being matched, which is something unprecedented. The Jordan Valley, even. I mean, they're... Does support come from the U.S. for any of this? A lot of the support. Well, look, One Israel Fund is an American organization, right. and I'd like to call it a hu humanitarian organization because, really, that's the work that we're doing. And this way, I have, in a sense, the best job in the world. <laughs> I get a chance to connect people from the States to what's going on over here. I'm the guy who's working in the field, if you will, with, my, uh, with, with all the security chiefs of uh, not just the communities, but the regions and the IDF. And, and it's great. And I put that connection. Distance is no longer an issue. And it's wonderful. Mark Provisor is with us. You have a very positive attitude. He is director of the security projects for... Uh, Judea and Samaria. So you're for One Israel Fund. <laughs> I keep saying that. Yeah. Uh, for the One Israel Fund for right. James Barry. Yeah, I, I got it right. Uh, the, your impressions of, uh, of today's ceremony as we celebrate the groundbreaking of the Benjamin Region Medical Center. So as someone I was in charge uh, in, in my region uh, operational for 10 years during the Intifada. And I can't express how important this project is. I mean, look, the simple fact that to have a better medical response in the region it's simply going to equal to saving lives. And as someone who works with the security, I know how much it's needed. And it's not besides it's just boosting the quality of life around here, which obviously will enable people to live here, they want to live here. Black and white, it's saving lives. 
That's what it comes down to. It, it'll be a period of time very soon. People will say we don't know how we lived without it, frankly. Right? Oh, absolutely. God willing. Yeah, yeah. Ben, ben as we say. Yeah. You know. Mark Provisor, Director of Security Projects, I thank you. Call like a vote for all that you do. And... Uh, and we've got to take a trip, Yes, right? we have to take a trip. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll be together hopefully soon. God willing. <laughs> Todar Thank smachot, you very much. Amen. At uh, Chag Sameach on this incredible Jerusalem week and a week for Judea and Samaria. Our good friend Josh Haston has walked into the VIP tent here in the Binyamin Region Medical Center groundbreaking. That's right. It's Josh Haston who is a close friend of the One Israel Fund. That's an understatement. And he has uh, partnered with One Israel Fund for security measures in the town of El Azar. And we, we, even we, 6,000 miles away, know how urgently security needs were met in El Azar, a very challenging area for quite a while. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, Nachum, it's great to see Thank you. Thank you so much. Always great to have you here. here in Israel. <laughs> Baruch Hashem. It's great when you're here Yeah, you don't Israel. visit us in the U.S. anymore. We have to come see you. That's right. <laughs> and um, I will not apologize for that. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> but, uh, but One Israel Fund is extremely special to me uh, uh, personally in terms of, as you mentioned, security and taking care of the residents of Judea and Samaria. I've traveled to the States in partnership with One Israel specifically to raise funds for El Azar to improve our right. security. And I can't get into the details of, you know, what we have, what we don't have. But without one Israel... But there have been major upgrades. Major upgrades over the last two, three years, yeah. unfortunately, as a result of the uh, ongoing situation here in the country. Correct. And I don't want to scare your listeners. I'd love them to come into Israel to visit, to make Aliyah and everything. But there, of course, is a need to enhance constantly and upgrade our security because of uh, some of our unfriendly neighbors. So it's great to partner with One Israel Fund uh, to make these trips a reality. Mark Provisor and Eve Harrow right. and everybody else associated with the organization. They're all great people. Th this region was like a magnet for you, am I right? Because I mean, you grew up in the United States. And it seemed to me like you, know, you made your way slowly but surely to Israel. And then you had to be in the thick of it. You, had, you wanted to be in this area of Israel. Anything else would not have been sufficient for you. So we actually started in, in Jerusalem for right. about nine years, but the plan was always to find a yeshuv, a community in Judea and Samaria. And it's, you know, I don't want to say we got stuck in Jerusalem because <laughs> that sounds totally <laughs> yeah, wrong. Jerusalem's right. beautiful, it's <laughs> wonderful, but we wanted the yeshuv environment uh, with, uh, you know, a bigger house and even, you know, even more than that, uh, just, just the environment of, of raising community. a family right. and community. And it's just so special. You can't describe it. And despite the terror and despite, you know, all the, the shortcomings, I mean, I would not do it any other way. And, and the children in these communities in Judea and Samaria have more freedoms. Some people don't understand that and don't realize that they have more freedoms there right. than anywhere else. Uh, definitely more than anywhere else in the U.S. or Canada or anywhere else your listeners might be tuning in right now, but even more than in Jerusalem and more than the big cities, um, the kids are free and they're leading a, a, just a carefree lifestyle. And enriched, right? People would be shocked Absolutely. at how enriched their lives are in this Meaningful. Area. So, so meaningful each and every day, and I'm not exaggerating at all, especially a week like this where you have Jerusalem mm. Day, especially on Yom Ha'atzma'ut, the Chagim come to life because... Uh, the kids are actually seeing where these events took place. I mean, just yesterday I was in the uh, Gush Etzion, uh, rather, uh, brand new uh, sound and light show, Which I hear what have amazing. you. And you see, you know, what took place literally in that place in 1967 or in 1948. You are living it, you are feeling it, you are breathing it, and it's a part of your day each and every day. And that's why it's so, so meaningful to be a proud resident of Judea and Samaria. Oh, you were that proudly, that's for sure. Josh Haston is here. 
uh, the significant event uh, that we're you and, and all of us are participating in, the Binyamin Region Medical Center, uh, which is going to literally save lives. I mean, in the discussion of the last couple of hours, it's obvious that this is literally going to save lives, and it's such important. It's such an important institution for this area, and uh, and and there'll be more, right? There's going to be more. Uh, areas of Judea and Samaria that are going to need uh, projects like this. Yeah, there's a great need. I mean, we have one in Efrat across right. the street, but here in the Binyamin region, you're talking about 40, 45 minutes to the nearest hospital or a Tarim uh, emergency medical center, and of course, they're doing great work in Jerusalem, but if you've ever traveled down the road here, there's uh, in certain sections of one-lane highway, you get stuck in traffic. God forbid there's an emergency. Right. You have nowhere else to go, so this really fills that vacuum uh, unbelievably for all the communities in this region, whether you live in Ofra or Bethel or Shiloh or Eli, you take your pick, whether it's a, a break or a sprain or something minor or a life-saving procedure uh, to have an emergency 24-7 staff on duty um, to serve these communities. It, it, it's unbelievable. It's unparalleled. I mean, you just ask anybody who lives in Efrat or that area, right. the difference between now and, and before when they didn't have such a facility when they had to fight the traffic and get to Jerusalem to a hospital, God forbid. But this is, it's an unbelievable initiative. And, um, you know, we should never have to need such medical centers. But in reality, we do need first aid and medical care. And to have it five minutes away instead of 40 minutes is the difference between life or death in it, some situations. It's one of the reasons that, um, that we uh, continue to laud the One Israel Fund for this and for so many other projects that they've undertaken. Finally, I got to ask you, um, I asked this to Eliana before, are, are you finding more of a sympathetic ear among international press when it comes to Judea and Samaria, or you wouldn't put it that way? What would you say in terms of uh, how things have progressed all the way to 2017? I mean, it's hard to say. And by the way, Eliana, she's actually oh, she's an inspiration oh, yeah. for one of the reasons why that why I live in Judea and Samaria now. I spent a Sukkot meal at her house <laughs> nine years ago in Ali. The there next week, I was looking at houses. It's a true story. That is great. But I, I don't know if there is uh, more of a, a sympathy. I wouldn't say that. But I would say that with so many different important organizations, one Israel, you know, at the forefront right. in terms of getting the message out, getting the story out. Uh, with these guys always traveling, whether it's Eve or Mark or Natalie or anybody else explaining the situation, I think really that is the, the, the front lines of getting that story out. And I think that they're doing that in One Israel. So there's definitely a difference there. Overall, you know, you always have the, the condemnations from the UN and yeah. the EU, and those are always to be expected. Always have to deal with those. Huh? You are always dealing with that. But, but you know, we're, we're strong and we're proud and we're here to stay. And regardless of what the international community or the UN Security Council or UNESCO, who won't recognize our, our rights to Jerusalem or any part of Judea and Samaria, it doesn't matter what they say. We're going to do our thing. We're going to keep doing our thing, and we're not going to be stopped. We're growing and growing and growing. Kolakavo, Josh. Thank Great you so much. You. Josh Haston, everybody. You. Amazing friend, an amazing friend of the One Israel Fund, and somebody who understands the importance of this incredible project today, and I greatly appreciate him stopping by. It's JM in the AM as we continue on this Friday morning hour of Shabbos. We are uh, at the Binyamin Regional Council, dedication of the uh, groundbreaking ceremony, actually of the Benjamin Regional Council Medical Center. Dr. Aryeh Eldad is with us. You got it? Dr. Aryeh Eldad is with us. He's a former member of Knesset, and he's here today to celebrate in this wonderful occasion. Shalom and shalom, Chag shalom. Sameach. It's been an amazing week, hasn't it been? It's an amazing month. It's oh. a month of Iyar with uh, Yom Ha'atzma'ut and Yom HaZikaron and then Yom Yerushalayim. And uh, we, we live this miracle, and we are so used to it that we forget on the everyday life that uh, we live in a miracle. Right. We don't want to take it for granted. 
And sometimes that happens. It happens. And uh, soon uh, we'll have the ceremony of groundbreaking for this medical center. And you know, whenever we dig in the land of Israel, we find the remnants of our great, great, great father. Right. And I think tens of thousands of coins were found in this land. There's never enough money, but <laughs> we, we found enough coins. And uh, the favorite coins are the, the coins for the great rebellion at, uh, that unfortunately ended in the destruction of the Second Temple. Right. And uh, on these coins, we read for Cherut Yerushalayim, the freedom of Jerusalem. First year of Cherut Yerushalayim, second year, third year, and no more. This legend of the great rebellion against the Roman lasted three years in, in Masada, another two or three years. But we live on, on this heroic rebellion for, for thousands of years. Right. We do not realize how great it is to celebrate 50 years of the freedom of Jerusalem and the freedom of Judea and Benjamin that we just celebrated right now. I was 17 years old at that time. I remember the war in Jerusalem. I was a stretcher carrier during the battles. Wow. In the years after that, I, I had the zchut to, to become the surgeon major of the IDF medical corps. But I remember the first battles on Jerusalem where I did some service. And I always try to keep the perspective when I, whenever I preach and, and try to speak against the government that are not doing enough for the building in Judea and Samaria, and not are doing enough for, for Temple Mount, and there's never enough. I try to remember the perspective. If someone were to ask you if Israel has true sovereignty over Harabayat, what would you say? No, we don't. We do not. We do not, and uh, we choose not to have it. It started with Moshe Dayan at the first day of the liberation when he ordered to 50 remove... 50 years ago. 50 years ago when he ordered to remove the Israeli flag right. from the, the mask of the dome. And, and uh, since then, he gave the keys to, to the Muslim waqf, and uh, Jews are not allowed to pray over Temple Mount to uh, Talit or, or to even... even not to mumble a, 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 a psalm chapter. And uh, until we will be sovereign on Temple Mount, we will not have full sovereignty on the land of Israel. Will it happen in my lifetime? Yes. You think so? It will happen in our lifetime. True Israeli sovereignty over Harabayat. Yeah. The ability to really say Harabayat Biadena. Yes. Because... God forbid if we won't do it, it means that uh, step by step we will be pushed out of the land of Israel. The Arabs looked at us and think, hey, they say this is the most sacred place on earth for the Jewish people. How come that they surrendered it with their own will to, to Muslim hands? And as long as we don't keep our sovereignty, they have the hope that eventually we will be like the Crusaders, that another 50 years, another 100 years, they, they will be able to push us out because 
we don't we don't uh, reflect the basic signs of rooting ourselves in the land of Israel, keeping the most sacred places. This is the, the, the symptom, but it's on also the symbol, not only a symptom, but a symbol to our sovereignty. I can't thank you enough for stopping by. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Pleasure. Dr. Aryeh Eldad, former member of Knesset, and someone who just told me that in my lifetime there will finally be true Israeli sovereignty over Har Habayitz. Um, Gedalia Bloom is here. He is a partner in Dapei Dape Katom. Did I pronounce that properly? You did very well. The Orange Papers. I am assuming that this has something to do with the Orange Movement uh, of 2005 and Gush Katif. Am I correct? This is taking the, the ruach, as we say, the, the, spirit. That, the spirit of the fight for Gush Katif and really Judea and Samaria and playing off of Dape Zahav or the orange or the, the, the yellow pages. Right. And so we actually, we promote <laughs> businesses in Judea and Samaria and we call it the orange pages. Oh, so this is, a, this is a business effort. This is a real business effort. We promote more than 2,600 businesses in wow. Judea and Samaria. We yeah, are yeah. the location for anything within Israel. And soon we're launching into the, the global the global arena. Very nice. So we're very excited. We've actually, I've, I've, I've actually been on your show uh, in the last year. Uh, remind me, please. We, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we also have an online shop that sells art in Ju- from Judea and Samaria, yeah. Boutique Katon. Correct. Bikatom C-O-I-L. Uh, so this is going to be, obviously, with the internet, an, uh, an additional effort to get people to buy from stores and proprietorships in Judea and Samaria. Yeah, it's not just buying. What we're doing is we are making sure, like any buy local campaign, no matter where you are in the world, it strengthens the the community. And so we're here today celebrating the cornerstone ceremony of the medical center. But, and there's a lot of uh, interesting uh, people here from all over the world who are are donating or part of this project. And my dream is to make sure that we could self-fund our own development by making sure that these businesses are growing. Phenomenal. Not just small businesses, but even the export businesses and even getting foreign investment into it. So we're really, you know, we have the sovereignty, 50 years, it's time to cut the cord, as you say. Move to the next step. With the international community (laughs) and say, it's time to live on our own, it's time to survive on our own. But some things are not yet ready, but, uh, but, but I think we're ready to start walking. That's our closing theme or to our closing? The theme. Okay, just want to make sure. Gedalia Bloom is here, partner in Dape Katom, the Orange Papers. Is there a website now that people could just run to and investigate further? You know what? We have something called no2bds.org. It's a website. No2bds.org. Yes, and we also have a Twitter page, no2bds.org. We have about 23,000 followers. Nice. Only after like seven, eight months of doing it because there's so many people out there. That want to say no to BDS. They're a silent majority. There's no call to action. Right. This is our call to action. We're going to launch a call to action. Everybody's going to support Judea and Samaria, and we're going to build our own medical centers. Gedalia Bahatzlacha. Pleasure Thank meeting you. you. Thank you, too. There is Gedalia Bloom, the Peikatom. It's a Friday morning, JM in the AM, candlelighting at 7.56 in New York, day 45 of the Omer, and today is, of course, Rosh Chodesh, and it is time to say good Shabbos with journeys at JM in the AM.
Israel and Achim Echem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, on our beloved NSN app. And coming up on that app and coming up on our site and everything else that we do, Naomi Nachman with another edition of Table for Two, and of course, our Arab Shabbos music mix. Thank you to our friends at Kedem, live lunch with Mark Zomik later on. Thank you to our friends at Kedem. Big thank you to Miriam L. Wallach for producing today's show and for everything she's done all through the week. An amazing effort. 
an incredible job, and I thank her. Miriam L. Wallach, General Manager of the Nahum Siegel Network. I want to thank Yoni Pollock, phenomenal on-the-spot job of engineering and everything else that he's been doing. I don't think his job's even over yet. I think he has plenty more to do still, <laughs> and I thank him very much. Big thank you to Jamie Turkel on our social media front. A big thank you to Avrami Finkelstein. And thanks to everybody else. Tremendous enthusiasm among all of our staff, Mayor, Matis, Mark, everybody, Yigal, everybody, who, and so many others who I'm sure I'm forgetting this moment. Say it again? Of course, ZK, yes. <laughs> who have been so helpful and so enthusiastic about this entire incredible celebration week. A good and chodesh, everybody. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Great weekend. Till Monday, Memorial Day. Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.